welcome to The Brownstone with Jara Monique. I'm your host, Jara, and this is the show where we explore how people experience and engage with different aspects of life from their varied perspectives, all while sharing some laughs, some gags, and some advice. On today's episode, we're talking about amore. And joining me today will be my puss, Travis and Nicole. What's up, guys? Hello. Thank you for joining me again on the podcast. <laughs> of course. As the uh, residential married couple for the pod, we... Uh... <laughs> take it, we'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> Probably have you guys back on, you know, again and again. again. <laughs> the next session. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, welcome back to the Brownstone. Um, for any new listeners or old returning listeners, hopefully, Uh, Travis and Nicole were on a previous episode um, where we talked all about marriage. And I can't recall the name of that episode, which is uh, poor. Let's get married. Let's get married. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Pud. (laughs) Yeah. So everybody definitely check out that episode. I believe it's like episode three of the pod, Let's Get Married. Um, But for today... We're going to head to our first segment called What's the Meaning? And this is where we take a word that's related to today's topic or one floating around the zeitgeist, and we discuss what it means in relation to ourselves. And today's word is love. All right, y'all. So I'm going to hit you with this hard, you know, question, but no pressure. What does love mean to you? Damn. Who's gonna, you know, I'll, I'll go first so that way she doesn't say I took her answer. <laughs> um, so to me, I, to, to me, love is having a deep connection or commitment to someone that you can't see yourself having with anyone else. Um, and and that's dealing with a love with a spouse, the love for a child, love for a parent is going to be a little bit different. But I'm talking more about a love for or a partner. Or a partner yeah. yeah. For me, it's talking about love in the, in the spouse sense. Okay. Connection and commitment. I like that. I also feel that translates to just love, right? Across the board requires mm-hmm. sort of connection and, and commitment. That's, that's a big one. That's interesting. What about you, Nicole? Oh, I have like a lot. Um, <laughs> so, love means a lot of things for me. Um, so, I'll go down the list. Trust, commitment, communication, honesty, transparency, all the things, all the things. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I had, I have like a list. So, <laughs> um, security, feeling like, I mean, for me, like a sense of security, protection, like I need to feel like protected. When um yeah. Uh, yeah um so yeah I think that's kind of where I stand with that it's a whole bunch of things yeah that's so interesting um and this brings to mind another question that's not on the list don't kill me because I know how you <laughs> grow like hustle however <laughs> um so do you think there is a difference between um loving someone and being in love? Like the list that you mentioned, Nicole, in particular, like, is that a list 
that what that you feel when is that how you feel love or is that like yeah it's the way that I feel love like I need I need to be able to communicate with you I need you to be able to communicate with me I need to feel safe with you I want you to feel safe with me I need to feel protected by you I mean that's just me personally but I want to feel that you know you'll protect me and the same sense you know I feel like it should kind of go both ways um but that's for like being in love with someone like I can love someone but I'm not going to necessarily like expect some of those things but if I'm in love with someone there's different expectations that I'm gonna have um like I love you as my best friend but it's (laughs) a different you know it's different like I'm not gonna be like best friend like no (laughs) like there's just certain certain things that I'm gonna need from my partner that I'm not gonna expect from like uh, a close friend or even like a family member. Like there's just certain things that I want and need from my spouse. That's a part of like our love. I feel like. Yeah. I think she said it best was is as simple as expectations. Um, what you expect to, from the person that you're in love with versus someone that you just have love for mm-hmm. you're, you're going to expect a lot less from someone that you just have love for, um, you know, just like love from a friend, you know, a love for, you know, a family member is going to be different than what you're expecting from someone that is supposed to be your partner in life. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's very interesting. Okay. I don't know why I'm shocked by this. That seems, it seems like. You feel different. (laughs) What was that, Nicole? Sorry. You feel differently? Um, I I don't know because, um, as I've spoken about many times on this podcast, I'm single. Um, so <laughs> single I'm ready to mingle, people. We are accepting yeah. applications. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so I don't quite know. I, I want to say like, yeah, that makes sense. What you're saying to me, like the expectations will vary, right? Based on the dynamics of the relationship and what it is that I, I guess, want from the relationship. Um, I'm trying to think if like, I don't know if requirements is the right word. That sounds so like. Well, you said it right. You said wants, wants versus. Mm -hmm. You got to look at it that way. In in life, you're always, you're either wanting something or you're needing something. So you need water food to survive. What in a relationship are you going to need? That's always going to be, if it's not there, it's my deal breaker Mm -hmm. versus Mm -hmm. I want to, you know, have this type of relationship and, if I get it, that's great. If I don't, I can work. What with are some you. things what I are, can compromise? Yeah. On? What can I compromise on? Okay. That's a, that's a, that's a good way of looking at it then. Yeah. That's true. Okay. We're going to, we're going to get more into love and like the overarching themes of like unconditional love and things of that nature. But I think, cause I think that's probably where I'm getting like, not confused, but curious is like, if, if it's unconditional love, like aren't the expectations then the same for everybody. Oh like, yeah, see, but we don't do that over here. We don't believe oh. in that. <laughs> <laughs> we are. We that's something I think we. Oh damn! <laughs> there's there's it's conditions. There's conditions, there's to, conditions to it, and we can get to it when we get to yeah. that part. All right, yeah, we're gonna get there. We're gonna get there, and let me know because you know I'll, I'll write some things down. I don't want to messing up. So um. I guess we've maybe started to go here, but we can go, we can go um, a little deeper is how has your um, understanding 
and relation to love changed over time? And if so, like any examples that you can provide? I guess when we met, we were young, you know, Mm -hmm. we were six years old. So what I considered as being love and affection at that age is completely somewhat somewhat different. It's (laughs) going to be different than what I am now in my Mm thirties. That's just the way that it is. And that's just maturing in life. So, I mean, it's going to change, you know, change with the seasons, change with the year on what you're going to be needing more of than what you needed the year before, depending on, you know, job responsibilities, if things change, children, families, you know, family dynamics, yeah, everything is going to change when, you know, each year comes by. And I I could say even from a month to month basis. Mm -hmm. What about you, Put? Um, The same. I mean, we met and we, we may have thought we had this, you know, ideal situation of like what we thought love was. And then you fast forward and you go into like some real life shit and then you're like living together and you get married and you know you see each other in in a different light and it's kind of like that um expectations versus like reality like it's just like okay can i can i compromise in these things that i may have like thought would irritate my soul like he <laughs> leaves like the tiniest bit of like juice <laughs> he'll leave the smallest amount of juice and then i'm like why do you do this? Because you know what? Like, girl, yeah, but, no, but, be but, like, no, no, no. Like, I can get a half a cup out of this. I she can get a half a cup, right? But then she does the complete opposite, or even the same thing. When she's eating food, she always leaves a little piece left over because she can't eat the last bit. I don't know why. And she doesn't know yeah. why, but that's See, but it's, it's just the same like thing. Little things like that that you may think may like irritate you about someone, but it's just like, all right, is this really like? No, this is not that big of a deal. In all these years that we've been together, do you think that he will change that way of like the juice that he leaves it? No, he won't. He won't. (laughs) He will still leave that little amount of juice and make an excuse for it. And at this point, I've just kind of been like, all right, that's, you know, that's something I could compromise. However, there is other things that's just like, okay, no, like he's an amazing dad. That's just, you know, something that I wasn't, if to have kids with someone too, it's, you think about those things where it's just like, okay, is my partner going to fulfill those like ideals that I had in having kids with someone? And he absolutely has. So it's just, it's definitely been a compromise in other ways. And also along the way, I've kind of set up like, no, this is something that like I need and expect and the same for him. And it's meeting each other like in those ways but if you would have asked us if we would have had those same expectations when we were like 16 when we met we would have been like hell no we you know we didn't we didn't have the the same responsibilities that we do now so it's definitely changed over time through the years with maturity with getting married and having those you know responsibilities being married and then having kids that you just it's completely different Mm, okay. So did your, um, cause I would say for me, uh, one thing like a realization I've had in regards to love over the years, like as we, as you mentioned, Travis, like we're in our thirties now, like having grown up and matured and changed in certain ways was like, 
the realization that like one people love differently. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I didn't know that was a thing until you know I read about it like years ago and um now it's like oh yeah that makes total sense but I feel like especially I don't know growing up maybe in my household or just the culture of like media or whatever there was a representation of love that you thought just applied to everybody and like mm-hmm. if it didn't look like that then it wasn't love you know what I mean like um and having like the understanding now of, like no like everyone loves differently. Everyone receives love differently, needs love differently. Like there's no one sort of one love fits all type deal, you know, um, Mm -hmm. which has been very interesting, uh, to discover. And I think also, um, gosh, what was I going to say that I can't, um, remember? Oh, uh, was I also growing up just had the, um, like so many people just thought like love was a feeling the same way you felt happiness sadness, you know, whatever you felt love like that, that was it. And the part of the thing that scared me so much about it was like, you know, it can go away because if it's just a feeling like it's, you know, temporary, it's intangible. And then, um, I read a book called all about love by bell hooks. And she said, um, love is an action word. Mm -hmm. Like love is a verb. Love is not just a noun. It is a verb. And that sort of, again, like blew my mind that to, to love is to be loving and to like do loving action. So you can't just say you love someone and feel love if your actions towards them are not loving. And I was like, holy shit. Like, yeah, man. Like, I was like that's so true. So like that became part of like my understanding of love too. It was like, like, I don't care. You can say you love me till you're blue in the face. If I don't feel that you love me and I don't see loving action in regards to me or, or vice versa, then like it's, it's not, it's not love. Mm-hmm. Not and that's how you fall out of love. That's mm-hmm. how you lose that feeling of love. And that's where it goes away mm-hmm. because yeah, you're not getting, you're expecting, you're, not putting, you're, you're not putting an effort. Someone's not putting an effort for you. And if you don't feel like you want to put the effort in, that's telling you a sign that you no longer are feeling that love towards that person. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, that's true. Do, do you ever think there is like, an end to love or does it just sort of change yeah they're very Mm -hmm. love can end at you know any second i mean someone can you know not be here anymore and you know you can have you stop loving them i don't (laughs) put those love you're not gonna be able to put action to that love you can always have that feeling of love for that person for the rest of your life but in the sense of you're not you're not going to be receiving that love back do you understand that like if that I person's no longer no, no, here no. physically, we're about to fight. <laughs> but I'm no, saying, you know, on that esoteric spiritual stuff, we're like, nah, you could feel but, it. But no, I'm saying, I but I'm saying in the physical like, sense, what? in the physical sense, the person's no longer here. You do have love for that person, but you can't show love to them, and they can't show love to you. You can you say, can I love, love you. Yeah, I can say love to your ashes and stuff like that. But Absolutely. Are you feeling it? I can't tell if yes, you're feeling from it. the other side. <laughs> I'm just saying for my, my personal opinion, mm-hmm. I feel like there's interesting. Th- interesting. <laughs> oh no, Nicole, you can't get mad at I, And I'm just telling you, I died tomorrow. <laughs> and he's not just like, Oh, she ain't here no more. The love is ended. <laughs> Yo, that is hilarious. But you know, the crazy thing is, is like when, when someone's gone, that's sometimes when you feel loved the most, like, right. Well, like, the person who's gone feels loved the most. 
because that's when everyone expresses, I missed you. I- I'm going to miss them. Those are the things that people don't say when that person technically might still be around. Just like when, when musicians die, their record sales climb up off the charts the minute they die versus like, hey, this person has had, has had albums out for the last 20 years and never went platinum. They die, they went platinum. Oh, that's sad. But it's yeah. sad, but that's when things get, get sold is when the person's no longer around and they can't no longer do it. So people try to do things to kind of keep that person's spirit around. But again, that's not showing a true love. You know, just showing love in a sense of to nothing. You, there is nothing that you're showing it to besides just the spiritual world, which... Yeah, the energy. Back to you. Uh, on a different, yeah, <laughs> different connection there. I at least I understand now in regards to that. So I'm going to let you and my sister know. I'm just saying, like... <laughs> <laughs> interesting <laughs> we're gonna talk about this after <laughs> oh please oh no Travis is like god no please no but I mean it's, it's I don't think it's what you're saying is not wrong it's just like you said it's just a, your your opinion and how you how you see things but I mean there is there is something I think to be said for the reverence that we give to like those who for instance are no longer here that we show in loving ways right like creating altars visiting gravestones, like Dia de los Muertos, like honoring our ancestors. So I know, I, I, I don't know. I feel like if there's energy connected with it, then it's not, it's not gone. Maybe it's changed, but it's not, it's not gone. Mm-hmm. That right there. And I mean, I'm speaking from a, a point of, uh, I, I could say from a point of view where I've, I haven't lost someone that I love. So I can't really speak to like, is there really a feeling out there after the person's gone so i'm speaking from personal opinion and personal experience i haven't experienced it so so to my knowledge and to what my opinion is on that that's where i stand with it can it change just like we just said love can change it can change when i experience it Mm -hmm. then i may say no i want to still make that action of going to a gravesite or going to you know going to a special place that they liked or going to the beach or whatever the case Mm -hmm. is that they enjoy doing and feeling connected with them Again, in that sense, but I don't know what that feeling is truly like. So until I experience it, it might be different. Mm, I wasn't thing, but I'll tell you after. You have that you cared about, but we won't go into that right now. Okay. Okay, we'll just edit that a little bit out. Okay. And <laughs> so, um, okay, so. I guess like continuing on that vein of like how has your understanding or relation to love changed? Um, you guys mentioned like being young and in love and like sort of growing into yourselves and growing, you know, into your love and it maturing. Um, what has your guys's relationship been to self love? Ooh, that's good. I don't know. You're not really like a. I'm not. I'm not really a self love person. Like I kind of we'll put everyone's needs and, and try to make sure that everyone is, is feeling love from the outside perspective and kind of would put myself last. Like, you know, our kids will go first and Nicole will go first. And then it's kind of like whatever's left over yeah, and I have time for. That. That's I'm He's good. He's not battered or bruised. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. But like, um, you know, and Nicole, like this will this will sound so familiar to you because it's in a lot of like the reading and stuff that we do, but like pouring from a cup that you yourself have mm-hmm. not filled. 
it's just ultimately depleted. Yeah, we're working on that as far as um, within our relationship and me telling him to kind of like get out there more Mm -hmm. and go out with friends, things like that. That way it's his own kind of like thing where he's not like with our kids and coaching or he's at home working, you know, for like his company. And then, you know, my needy ass, I'm just like, love me. So (laughs) we're working on, yeah, we've kind of talked about like within this year and working on things like within ourselves, where I kind of told him like, go out, you know, have a little fun for yourself. Yeah. So, so Travis, like, do you believe in self-love? Like, is it like conceptually, like, what do you, what do you think about that term? I I believe in it. I think one of the things that maybe where probably why I feel the way that I do is because growing up from such a young age, I was always by myself for long periods of time. So being by myself and my thoughts and my feelings, the only person I had to take care of was myself in those moments and learning to do it, you know, over and over every single day during the week or whatever the case may be. So when I got to a point in time where I had to then care for others, I felt like I kind of handled myself pretty easily. And and, he's like, this is the best. (laughs) Now able to just feel like I'm not just talking to myself or I'm just making myself happy. I'm, I'm able to make other people happy, which in turn makes me happy. So Mm -hmm. I don't feel like I have to do as much as I I necessarily feel like some people may think I need, but Mm -hmm. that's. You make me happy. You make me Um, happy too. That's nice. But anyway, Travis, um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, this is, um, I don't mean to make you uncomfortable. My question, uh, question I have for you is, is like, what is something that you love about yourself? I love the way that I love. That's, I mean, that's, it, that's something that I, I take passion with that. I, I feel like seeing everything that was around me on the way that I was loved being younger and the way that I, people showed me love. I felt like I took that to another level and kind of ran with it. So that's kind of the part that I love about myself. That's awesome. That's self-love. You, you, you aced it. You mastered it. You're good. Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm not a professional, so actually, okay. <laughs> don't, don't take that as the truth, but I feel like it's so important just to even be able to say something like that because, and then like, Nicole, I, I definitely want to hear your answer in response mm-hmm. to the self-love question, but like, I feel like um, growing up, we, it was taught to us as being humoristic, right? Being selfish. If you loved yourself, you were full of ego. You were cocky. Like it was it was deemed like bad. Like it was unattractive. Like how I, I, I wonder like how often were we told to humble ourselves whenever we felt a sense of accomplishment, a sense of something good and right about what we were doing, how we were behaving, how we were acting. And, you know, of course, you know, growing up in whatever environments we grew up where, you know, we may not have had adults around us who love themselves and what that projection looks like. Right. Like, like, I feel like now to be able to say, yo, I love myself is so powerful because like nobody taught me that. Like nobody told me that I was supposed to do that. You know, I don't know whether it was like this unspoken, understood thing of like, yeah, of course you love yourself. But like, that's not the vibe I got <laughs> growing up. So um, I feel like it's huge. So if there's anything within yourself that you can identify that you're like, yo, I love the way that I do this. I love the way that I am. I'm like, 
Yo, that's that's fucking amazing. And that's dope because we did not grow up in a space where that was like cultivated. Mm-hmm. And like, what do you think, Nicole? Self-love. <laughs> um, so this has been a journey through <laughs> self-love. Um, I think if you would have asked me like a few years ago, I would have been like, hell yeah, like, yes, absolutely. I love myself. Now, if you ask me and like my brutal honesty and being honest with myself, where it was like, I may have looked like I love myself from the outside, but like homegirl in the inside was like, not good. Homegirl in the inside did not love herself. She was angry. She had a lot of things to work on. So I feel like, like when I think about it, kind of like when you go back to the way you're raised or grew up, it's just like, I've always kind of taken pride in like all right from the outside I have to like I have to present myself a certain way like it does it didn't matter what time I was waking up like I was getting myself together I I had my kids I was like all right where's my makeup bag like if this was literally like after I had my second son I was like all right like I'm good now uh, let me put on some makeup and like get myself together like all from the outside like it was just like okay like I'm good I was presenting myself as like, I'm put together, I'm good. And in the inside, I was a hot mess a little bit. (laughs) Um, So I feel like within the past two years has been like the biggest form of like self-love internally, like getting through your, um, getting through like a lot of my, internal stuff that I had that I was struggling with and like dealing with and taking that seriously and like healing myself and addressing those things like head on. And yeah, the biggest thing has been like healing. And so now if you ask me like, do I really like love my, yes, absolutely. But that like self-discovery of like self-love it it took time and I feel like maturity where you think like, okay, yeah, sure. Like I have to love my, yeah, I, I seem like I love myself. But I think when you like do- dig deep, you're just like, oh no, girl, like you're angry for a reason. What are the reasons that you're angry? Like, oh, you're triggered by that. Why are you triggered by that? Um, so I feel like now I'm... I'm definitely there. Yes. All right, y'all. What you're hearing is from a healed collective. No, let me start. <laughs> <laughs> you know, healing is a journey and it's not linear. So, um, you know, these things always pop up. Me and Nicole always talk about this. You're like, damn, I, I felt like I had reached this, you know, so good. <laughs> this, this space, right? Like this plateau, but, you know, looked a little bit further up and, oh, there was another fucking mountain. <laughs> Thought I'd hit it, but nope, gotta keep going. Um, but yeah, I feel like um it's it's sort of crazy and it seems like oh obvious, but but for a lot of us it's not that like like self-love takes work, work, mm-hmm. work, 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 work. It feels like oh it should be the easiest thing in the world, loving yourself. But sometimes it's it's the thing that requires the most work and the most healing and the most like investigation. Cause it's like Travis said, it's almost easier to like to pour into others, to give that love to others, to show that love to others. Meanwhile, you're like, did I drink water today? 
did I eat today? Like, <laughs> did I rest today? Did I tell myself good job today? Like, you're like, no, I didn't. But I made sure everyone else had a drink. I made sure everyone else had something to eat. I made sure everyone else knew they were doing excellent today. It's like, holy shit, how am I last on my list? Like, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's wild. But, you know, we're working on it. We're working on it. Um, <laughs> working on it. Right, Travis? Working on it. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, so this is maybe like a little funny because I know you guys don't watch this show, but like RuPaul's Drag Race is like this huge, you know, show and it's in the the title what the show is about but essentially the host RuPaul um at the end of every single episode she says if you can't love yourself how in the hell are you gonna love somebody else and um you know a lot of people have like two sides like they're on like two sides to that where one like one set of folks are feel contentious right like like how how are you saying I, I can't love until I can't love someone else until I learn to love myself that's you know, sometimes we learn to love ourselves through loving other people. But um, my question for you guys is, do you think like the way that you love yourself affects and influences the way that you give love to others? I mean, I, I it can, because if I'm probably end up being shitty to myself more ways than another, in, in other ways, I'm going to be shitty to how I'm loving someone else mm-hmm. without purposely trying to do it because at the end of the day, if I'm not taking care of myself or just as an example mm-hmm. of like you were just saying, did I did I drink any water today? Did I eat lunch? Did I you know, say good job to myself? If I'm not telling myself that. How do I expect the person that I'm actually the other people that I'm saying it to for them to feel like I actually mean it if they don't see me actually doing it to myself or, you know, they're just going to be like, well, he's just saying that just to say it. Is there any real meaning behind the words or actions that he's giving? Mm. Yeah. No, definitely. Um, yeah, I feel like it definitely impacts the way that you love and treat others for sure. Um, for me, I think one of the reasons why I wanted to definitely work on like a lot of like that inner healing that I had to work on was because I saw myself in moments of like stress or anxiousness that like overwhelming feeling that I would have, I would take it out on those around me. Like if I was feeling anxious or stressed in turn, I was taking it out on him and I was angry and short and mean. So I felt like, okay, this is like, this is not gonna like fly anymore. Like I just, it was just like an epiphany where I was just like, you need to like work on this stuff because like homeboy's going to be out. Like if you can't <laughs> get it together. Um, but I, it's just not who I wanted to be anymore because I felt like, like you said, it, I felt like it was impacting the relationships around me and it was not who I wanted to be anymore. Like I, I didn't want to be short when I felt like anxious about something or angry about something or triggered about something. I wanted to be able to effectively communicate that or heal through it and attempt in, you know, getting past it. And even more so like in having kids, it's like breaking those, like we've talked about it so many times before, breaking those generational curses, where it's just like, you're in a space. Like I never wanted my kids to grow up in a home where 
you don't feel heard or, or you don't feel like you can speak on something without like ramifications of something that you said being like used against you or being talked down to. Like I wanted our kids to feel like they were always in a safe environment and they could always come and talk to us. And I just, I felt like the more over time, the more, you know, everyday stresses that come, I just, I didn't like how short I was being sometimes. So I didn't want that to impact my marriage. I didn't want that to impact the relationship that I had with my kids. And the only way that that was going to change is if I learned to love myself and be more gentle with myself and, and, you know, talk myself through those things. So I feel like it's a big part of the relationships that you're around because if, if you're not loving yourself, if you're struggling with things internally, it's going to impact those around you over time. Yeah, no, I definitely, I agree 100%. And thank you for sharing all that. That was, Mm -hmm. thanks bud. That was amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because I mean, it's hard. And I I agree completely with the both of you. I, I feel very similarly that I feel like, yes, you can love people, of course, even if you um, don't love yourself, but I feel like the quality of that love will suffer because Mm -hmm. you don't love yourself. And so, you know, you're not giving folks the best love that you could possibly get because, Mm -hmm. I mean, you're not giving yourself any of it. So, um, and I definitely felt that myself, like, like you said, um, Nicole, like going through that sort of self-realization, right? Like it takes a lot of of mindfulness and a lot of accountability to be like, oh shit, like how am I showing up or not showing up for myself? And like, mm-hmm. how is that being reflected outside of me? And especially in my environment and the relationships around me. And, and it's a lot of hard work. And sometimes it's, it, it can be very painful, right? Like very isolating, especially when you start going back to what's triggering the behavior or like the environment that, you know, we may have grown up in, but, um, I always feel like at the end of it all, it's, it's so necessary and it's so worth it. Right. Cause like it does improve the quality of like your own life and well being, but like of everything around you as well. So it's mm-hmm. picking up on that, like real authentic love and connection when you're able to give it to yourself. So, um, so yeah, so I feel like the statement is true to a certain extent, like, yeah, you can love people, but like, how are you loving them? It's definitely going to change depending on like, how you're loving yourself um and even whether like and also the love that you allow right yourself to receive like how many people do we know that we're like you know we look at their relationships and we're like that can never be me and it's it's true to a certain extent because you're like I would know like that would not be the the type of love that I would accept because Mm -hmm. of the way in which I love myself now you know like that part is also like really eye-opening of like, oh shit, have I been accepting like scraps of love? (laughs) Right. Because sometimes you don't know, like a a lot of it too is like, you almost go back to like how you were, uh, your first form of love is, would essentially come from your parents. Mm -hmm. That's the first like form of love that you accept is, is like from your family. So there's, 
plenty of us out in this world that did not have the best example of love growing up. So it's not until you get older and then you start tracing back to like some of the relationships that you may have accepted in your past where you're just like, why, why, why is this, why is this a pattern for me? And then you look back to some of the toxicity that was in your family and it's just like, oh, okay, I get it. Like, I thought that that was okay because it, you know, it was all I saw. (laughs) That was all I saw or that's love. And if you're not able to kind of realize those things like earlier on where it's like, no, I don't want that. I don't want to accept that. You almost become a product of that all over again. And you become a part of that cycle until you're able to kind of break it. And unfortunately there's so many people that aren't able to break that cycle. They just become a product of it all over again. So I think it's, it's definitely, yeah, it's, it's a lot, girl. <laughs> yeah, it, it is a lot. It affects everything, it affects every, every aspect of your life and like every relationship, not just like romantic, but like platonic, familial, work mm-hmm. relationships, all of it, right? Like, it's just, it's crazy. <laughs> it is crazy, yeah. And I mean, we say all that to like, um, you know, anyone who's in like a particularly troubling situation where there's violence or anything of that nature, I, none of us in no way, shape or form are saying like you're invoking that environment or that pattern or anything of that nature. Those are always like extenuating circumstances. But um, I would definitely say Nicole's right in, in regards to like looking, looking for patterns, patterns kind of show you, show you everything, anything that's sort of repeating behavior, right? Like people who keep ghosting you. Mm-hmm. You know, something like that. You start looking into that pattern. Like, what's the connection between these people? Oh, they're all emotionally avoidant. Oh, why am I drawn to emotionally avoidant people? Oh, my dad was never, you know, like, it sounds so simple, but it's like crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that was, you know, me may or not, I may or may not be talking about myself, but that's for another. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. So yeah, so this was one of the um, topics that we kind of broached um, earlier and you two gave me a look like she like she out of her mind when I asked you about unconditional love. Oh yeah, we so, <laughs> Do you believe in unconditional love? Yes, no, why or why not? Yes for your children and no for your partner or spouse. We're the same in that respect. Oh, we yeah. have delineation okay <laughs> yeah and the reason for is is for your spouse and partner you're saying an unconditional love is saying no matter what you do wrong no matter how you do it or the way that you do it I'm still gonna love you Mm-mm. that doesn't fly with me it's like you know if she was to come home and say oh I, I found this new boyfriend but it doesn't mean anything to me Listen, I'm supposed to just be like that. Yeah, so we're not hating. Like, yeah, but that's just not, that's not a disclaimer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't me over here. Yeah. There's you know? no, there's none of that going yeah. on over here, but that's, you know, there's some people who would be like, okay, you made a mistake. I get it. I still love you. You may still love the person, but you're, it may, you may, they may love you a little bit less than what they did before, or they may love you a lot less than what they did before, but it's, you put a condition on it because your love isn't exactly the same anymore where people think about it 
if, if they were hurt in a relationship or they're hurt by their pe- partner or spouse, that love is never going to be the same. There's always going to be something that's different. And either you have to earn it back, but it's going to be earned back in a different way versus what it might have been before, where in its pure form, you know, but again, no one's perfect. So people make mistakes. Mm-hmm. So it may take having some rough edges on your love versus just having a smooth circle the entire time. Yeah, I think it's whatever you're willing to kind of like every relationship is different. And I feel like we've kind of like said this before, like expectations going into a relationship and kind of discussing that and making that clear as far as like what it is that you need and expect out of the relationship. You know, like for us, there's just certain things that we've talked about where we're just like, maybe there's certain things that we could get past, but like, there's like hard lines as to like, this is like a hard no, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, But I think the one thing that we've always kind of, said like our kids that's a that's an unconditional love like the love that I have for my boys there's nothing that my boys can do for me to ever stop loving them now you on the other hand (laughs) now I know how it is if I die tomorrow that you're not gonna you know (laughs) (laughs) you telling lies see okay so this is out and sorry for it Anyone? <laughs> I'm forgetting that uh, this is a microphone and I should not um, do sounds like that because they are very loud. Sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, but OK, so I do believe in unconditional love. Ooh, I, okay. But here's the thing. OK, so I do believe in unconditional love and I do strive for the love with, in which I give to others unconditional. Huh? With a partner. You're saying no, you're no, 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 no. Oh. I, I love you, Nicole, unconditionally. Okay. Gotcha. I love Travis. I love you unconditionally. But my okay. thing for me, it's like my, what I've come to understand as unconditional love is like the nature of my love for you won't change no matter what happens, whether you disappoint me, you hurt me, I'll still love you unconditionally. Mm-hmm. However, access to me is conditional Mm. while my love is unconditional and I love you forever and I feel like we've all been in those circumstances where we've been hurt and we still got love for people we still got love for those people Mm -hmm. but I'm like your access to my life your access to what's happening in my life your access to even be in the same space as me has become conditional Mm -hmm. because of whatever may have happened but Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll always love you yeah. Ooh, that's. I still feel that that's kind of a condition because if no, they don't, if, if 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 I don't have access to you, right, as as a, as a friend, yeah. and I'm gonna think, well, in reality, she stopped loving, she me. stopped loving me, or she stopped showing love or feeling love for me, because now I've lost that connection that I had with you, where I can pick up the phone at two o'clock in the morning and know that you'll pick up the phone. Now, at, when I call you at two o'clock in the morning, you're just going to let it ring and Ooh, just go to voice. Mm-hmm. That's your, Where, but that's your perception. That's my perception. That's, that's your perception, that's, but that's not my reality. Correct, so but I'm saying, you're saying in your sense, in your in your your example that you're giving is saying my love for you is unconditional, but the access to me is conditional. Yeah. Part part of having that love 
that love-hate relationship in sort of in sort of sense. If I'm if if you know we're friends and we're we're we have love for each other, the minute that that dynamic of like that personal experience with each other and that personal interrelationship seems different, that love is no longer the same. So it is, there is a condition to it. That, and that's just how I see it. I feel mm-hmm. like if I don't have access to you the way that I used to have access to you, I'm going to say the love is different no matter what. Yeah, but love changing, love is love is going to change. Love is going to change. It's, it's energy, right? It's like, this, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, it's going to change, but I don't think that changes it being unconditional, right? Like love will grow deeper over the years. For you guys, it's grown deeper right mm-hmm. like it's cha- it's changed but it's still i still feel like um i don't know like like for me and and i don't i feel like people take unconditional love to mean oh like no holds bar you can do whatever the fuck you want to me and it don't matter it don't matter you can still i'll still kick it with you we still be cool no 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 no, no. that's not no <laughs> You can't, you know, run over my grandmama and then be like, but you love me though. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I'm gonna pray for you. <laughs> mm-hmm. You, but I'm not gonna invite you to my Thanksgiving dinner, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so that's kind of like how I feel. Like I, I don't know, like that could also change over time. I'm not saying my opinion right now is um in, inflexible or or whatever, you know, we can have the same conversation six months from now, and I'll be like, you know what, Travis? I was talking mad shit that day. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I was well, gonna, I was gonna, gonna say as an example, you said like love is a verb, right? And love is yeah. a feeling. That's your, what your, I was gonna... your love as a feeling may have not changed, but your love as a verb has changed because the love that you're showing is no longer going to be the same. Nah, but loving action looks different. Loving action doesn't just mean you know we're meeting for dinner, or we're talking on the phone, or like we're physically in each other's presence, right? Because sometimes we live too far. Like, you know, like we don't live close to each other, but, you know, I never doubt that Nicole loves me. Mm-hmm. You better not. Like, no. <laughs> but, it, but it feels that way. So like for me, like I, like I mentioned before, like loving action, and maybe like our relationship has changed to the point where like we physically can't be around each other and maybe we'll never see each other again. But before I lay my head down at night, I say a prayer that you're, that you're healthy, that you're fine, that you're, that's loving action to me, mm-hmm. you know, or I light a candle for you. That's loving action for me. Like mm-hmm. somehow I'm out about my day and you cross my mind. That's loving action for me. Mm-hmm. Like maybe you don't see the physical benefits of it. And maybe for some people they would consider that like, so that's not love. Like I didn't see it. I didn't feel it. Like, so what you said it, like, but for me, that is like, I don't know. That's my version of unconditional love. I hear that. Yeah, I didn't think of it that way. But for sure, I I know for uh, this. <laughs> I know there's conditions. There's conditions. It's easier with kids. Those are like. You Our brought kids, them into the I, world. <laughs> I brought them into the world. Like, there's nothing that could ever change that dynamic that I have with kids. I will show up every day for my kids, regardless of how I'm feeling, what I'm feeling, what is going on. Like, they are always going to get all of me. 
they are always going to get my unconditional love, regardless of what it is they're doing, what I'm doing, how I'm feeling, how they're feeling. They're always going to get all of me. Now, can I say the same for like my partner? That's not always going to, to be the case. Like if I feel like he's not showing up for us, if I feel that he's not keeping up to things that we've talked about as far as like what we need in a relationship over time. Like, no, I'm not going to feel like there's conditions to that. Like if we're not holding up to the parts that we agreed upon, it's, it's easy to show up for the kids. Like that's just a guarantee. It is work to show up in our marriage. So if I know that I'm putting in that work and I'm showing up, I need the same in return from you because it's, it's going to be easy to do it for the kids. But for us, sometimes it's just like, oh no, I could push that to the side. I could push. No, like we can't do that because like Travis and I have always said, our kids will always be placed on a pedestal. But for me in my house, like my husband's going to be on the, as of right now, he's going to be on the same pedestal as my kids. Because I felt once the kids are gone, like this is who we have. We have each other. So I need to make sure that I'm keeping up with things that I agreed upon. I need to make sure that you're doing your part. And are we showing up? Am I showing up? Are you showing up? Are we doing our parts? Because it's easy to do it for the kids, but it's, it's work when it comes to us. So, yeah. I agree. Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> and that's real. No, I, I respect that. Like, I mean, this is a this is why we do the show, or you know, when I get back to recording regularly, this is why I will be doing the show. <laughs> <It's> to <laughs> talk about like our varied experiences and our varied perspectives. And that's real. I still feel like though, like the the love is there, right? Even if the actions changes, like the actions change. For whatever reason, you feel like Travis, you're not holding up to your part. You know, you're you're not putting in the work. It's not. It's not work, but like the love is yeah. there. Love there, but as like I'm going to communicate as far as like you. We've talked about what I need mm-hmm. out of out of love, out of a relationship. So if I feel like there's a shift there, I'm going to communicate that with you, and then at, in turn, it's going to be the balls in your court as far as you changing that dynamic and you know changing how it is that I feel within us and then if you don't I can't tell you that the love is still going to be there because I'm going to be like you're not respecting what what it is that I'm asking for and I'm saying that I need so it may be there initially but if it's a continuous conversation that I'm having to have with you at that point, that's a very big difference where it's just like, if I'm having to constantly communicate something that isn't being, uh, I don't know, some, something that, that isn't working for, for me and you're not changing it, then I'm going to be like, um, absolutely not, sir. Like, yeah, no, I mean, like you're saying the love is still going to be there, but the quality of the love is not going to be the same. So yeah. yeah. I'll love you as a father of my kids, but now if we're talking like, as as husband and wife, like yeah, something no. something. Yeah. the quality of love that I'm showing mm-hmm. you is going to affect the same quality of love that I'm going to get back. Yeah, so you 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 get what you pay for. Yeah, and, and sort of yeah. something. You, 
pay half ass, you're gonna get half ass back. <laughs> or no ass. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> no ass, you're hilarious. But the, but the love is still there, though, right? The love, love is still there. It's just, it's not the same. It's, it's the, the love is my kid's father, but no. Like, <laughs> the title has changed. You're now, you know, baby daddy. You, the title has changed. But... <laughs> Thank you for my baby. It's like that's yeah. where it's at. Yeah, because I I feel like um, for a lot of people sometimes. Like they may hold on to something that they know isn't good for them, right? And we all use that word toxic a lot all the time mm-hmm. now because the love may still be there. And it's like, oh, I don't want to let go because there's still love there. But sometimes you you have to let go because there's still love there, right? Like, so I don't know. I, I just think it's interesting. Like, like I'm sure we each have, you know, our own relationships that we've had to let go of. And I don't mean like romantic, it could be familial, platonic, yeah, friendship. So you're like, yeah, I love this person, but this shit is toxic for me. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to love them from afar. Or sometimes it may have just run its course, where it's just yeah. like, you know, like it's what, uh, we've moved and there's friendships that we've lost. But like, if you're, if you're going to ask me, like, do you still like have love for that friend? Like, you, yes, absolutely. If you were a friend of mine and things didn't end badly, I'm always going to have a like love for you. And if you called me for something, yeah, I'm going to try and like help in any way that I can um, in that respect. So, yeah. yeah. And also, let me clarify. And when I say unconditional love, like I'm, I am speaking in regards to those like in my life or, or beings that I've created connection with. <laughs> Not to say for like every Tom, Dick and Harry <laughs> in the world. <laughs> I'm saved, but I'm not that saved. <laughs> You're like, guys, don't hit up my Tinder saying like, so I heard that. <laughs> yeah, like I'm spiritual, but I'm not at that level of spiritual yet. Like, um, no, like, <laughs> play with your mama, not me. But I'm just saying, like, I do have unconditional love for those in which I have, you know, generated connection with, <laughs> you know, um, not just anybody, mm-hmm. <laughs> although I'm sure everyone's lovely. all right um okay so um something i wanted to ask y'all about is do you think that you should teach someone how to love you or should you just accept the way in which they give love both Mm -hmm. um because there are certain things like you always say expectations on how you want to be loved and you want that person to at least meet those expectations. But there's also ways that that person may show you love that you didn't think about before. And you're just like, oh, wow, I, I never had that as an expectation as to what, what love was to me. But now that I'm receiving it, I like it and I want to continue that. So it kind of goes both ways. Hmm. I didn't think of that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that was a good one, Travis. Yeah. He's <laughs> um, so proud of him. Yeah, <laughs> what he said. <laughs> um, I definitely think that you need to kind of express to your partner what it is that I mean. We always kind of talk about like love languages, mm-hmm. so things that I need may be completely different from what you need. So maybe your love language 
the way that you like love is the way that you want to show love, but that may not be the, the way that I feel most loved. Does that make sense? So your, your, um, love language is, um, quality time. Mm-hmm. Um, and you may think that like quality time for me could be like at the top of mind, but that's not what mine is. And we know that. So I just feel like those open forms of communication, like, okay, I appreciate those things, but I feel most loved when you do this, um, is I think like important to kind of discuss. And I feel that, like you said, there, there may be ways that you may show love that I may not have thought in receiving love. And I feel like as long as it's a healthy form of love, um, then I think that you should absolutely be open to it, but only if it is healthy and makes you feel good. So, yeah, that's a good distinction though. Like you're saying if it's healthy, but, and if it makes you feel good, because sometimes like it, it, could, it might make you uncomfortable, right? Like, I mean, mm-hmm. if, if it's not the way in which you, you want to receive love and, and that's how a person is giving you love. Um, I, <laughs> I will say for me, it's, um, it's like this, this it's like it's a bad, it's not, it's not a bad thing, but I'm, you know, we're, we're all from New York. And if you're from New York or you've been around anyone who's from New York, we have a very like particular way of joking with people, especially people we like, especially people we care about. And for others, it could be a quite aggressive style of, <laughs> of joking. Hates it. <laughs> like, I... Of, like of that style where like for me if I really like you like if I really fuck with you like you don't call me out of you <laughs> yes. Travis don't do, he does not like that but he'll crack up no 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 he'll crack on you because you you're you're sensitive. Sensitive. sensitive right I, I have, have to say I have to take all I have to take it all that she gives and the joking manners that she gives. But if I go and dish it back, oh I can't take it. I I I just I broke a cardinal sin. Yes. Yes. But I'm honest about it. I've always been honest about it. Like if he tried, I'm like, you know I'm sensitive. I am sensitive. Like, don't play with me. But you've cracked on me sometimes. Yeah, and then then you get it. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> no I that's the thing I had to learn because I, I had a friend like he, he's from New York but like upstate New York and um and that like I have very similar like you know very sarcastic very like oh you mad stupid like but that's how I was being like oh man I really love this kid and he was like I was like you know what is, like what was your perception of me like when we first met I'm thinking he's about to be like yo like you seem mad dope and he was like yo you're mad aggressive <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, <gasps> me? Like, I was so shocked because I was like, I'm like super nice. Like, what are you talking about? See it that way either. Yeah. Like, yeah. I could never see her personality like that. Yeah. You could see her personality like no, that? No, I can't. Oh, no, no, you no. just looked confused for a second. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> no, I was letting you talk. Oh, no. Yeah, it was. I was, and But like, it, it like kind of like offered me another perspective, like you said, of like, not everyone's going to appreciate that style of affection and humor, especially if they're not used to it, because it does take a bit of a thick skin. But like you said, like, I am also sensitive. And my, my distinction has been like, you know, like, 
is it appropriate? Like, is the timing appropriate? Like, don't just make a sarcastic comment because like, whatever, like, is yeah. it, like, is it a moment for a joke? Like I had to be aware of like, is it a joking moment? <laughs> and right. also like, is it funny? Cause if it's not funny, you're just being mean and pretending mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> it's a joke. <laughs> so I definitely had to like be aware of that, but that is one of the ways in which I show affection and I feel like our friend group shows affection like we always do stuff like that like girl you're silly you're so dumb like yeah <laughs> but a lot of people do not see it that way <laughs> and even me, and Travis, me and Travis have beef for years because of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no but like literally that's how Travis and I communicate with each other via sarcasm <laughs> so, yeah. But we understand that that's jokes, right? Like that, that's... Yeah, you have to understand it. Yeah, so it's so interesting that like, yeah, you definitely have to be aware of how other people are interpreting and perceiving like the love that you're given because, giving because it, it could just not vibe with them like at all. You'd be like, man, I thought you hated me the way you was, you was talking about me. You're like, no, I, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was funny. You wasn't laughing. Oh, you was, you was laughing. <laughs> so yeah, I, I agree. I, with the both of you, I think you should tell people how you like to be loved, show them, and also um, sort of accept the ways that they also show love and want love. As long as Nicole said, like, you're comfortable it's- with it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, don't, don't lie and, and say, like, oh, yeah, the jokes are funny. But on the inside, you're, like, ah, crying. Like, don't do that. Yeah. Like, you go into the bathroom and cry. Yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. I do that sometimes. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just punching the air. Like... <laughs> I love you. Love you, too. Yo, you know what would be the craziest shit, though, is, like, when... Um, when someone said that to you, like, oh, like, oh, you, like, you play too much. And in your head, you're like, yo, I didn't even say what I was originally going to say. Like, I, yeah. I brought it down a notch. <laughs> no, he does that to me, though, too. Like, he's just like, oh, you want to play? Oh, yeah, I could say something right now. And I'm just like, wait, what are you going to say? Say it then. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, no, you sensitive. And I'm like, but you're holding on to something. What are you trying to say? <laughs> I'm like, what do you really want to say? <laughs> Yeah, yo, I've done that so many times. I'd be like, wow, that, that was a little mean. I'm like, damn, I didn't even say the mean thing. Like, I said the joke. Like, but yeah, just be mindful. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, for last question for this segment is, what is something that love has taught you? Patience. I feel like it's been the biggest thing. In, in both respects, I feel like in in marriage and, and being with a partner and also in parenting and like the love that I have for my kids. So I feel like it's been patience has been like the biggest thing that I've learned in, in both marriage and parenting. Yeah, I, I have to agree with the patience aspect because some people think that love is just going to happen instantly and it's going to be you know, flowers and butterflies and easy and and it's not, it's, it's work. It takes time. It takes effort. And if you fall off track, you fall off track, understanding the ways to get back there and being patient with 
with those yeah, I mean, things too. it's just, if you're not patient in your regular life, it's going to be hard because you're going to expect everything right now. You're going to expect, oh, I met this person. This person's great. All right. We need to be in love. We need to be married next week. We need to have kids the following week. Like, it's not going to happen that way. And I don't think patience, Travis. Yeah, I didn't. I I didn't see patience as far as that. Like, well, no, I'm I'm yeah. talking about in the sense of it. It's not going to just instantly be exactly what you want it to be right yeah. from the beginning. Mm-hmm. You have to work at it. So it's going to take some some sense of patience to make sure to understand. Like, hey, yes, it's not there one month in, but can it be there and develop into that? You know, three or four months down the road mm-hmm. into more or something that I want it to be. And continue to grow from there. You get what I'm saying? Where some people just like, hey, it's not here in this month. All right, I'm I'm done. Mm -hmm. And just not have any patience with it at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I think part with your patience too, like especially given like your age. I feel like sometimes we talk from a place where it's just like we've been together since we were kids. So I feel that there was a different level of patience. I think, and and both kind of discuss this, like if we were to find partners now, I don't know where my patience level would be if it was like, we met now. And then it's like, Oh, be patient. Like I'm gonna marry you, you know, until like, no fool, don't play with me. Like I'm gonna need you to hurry up. And I want to have kids by this age, you know, like there's going to be differences. I feel like, so I would say patience now versus like my patience. Yeah. So know know where your boundaries are and and your patience level as far as like but don't just be like falling in love too with sometimes like potential like oh this could be great and mm-hmm. you know i'm gonna just be patient and then girl you're waiting for like five ten years like no don't do that either i agree with that i what i like what you said travis about um not i don't know like expecting everything to kind of happen on like like immediately or expediently, like, like growing into love, right? Because you, like you said, it does require work. And a lot of times that requires time, um, which, you know, some of us don't have. Um, (laughs) 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 Well, like, like like people say, like love at first sight, it's never love at first sight. It's always going to be lust first. You're going to be lusting over our human nature and i say from a male's perspective we're very visual and we're gonna see what we see we're gonna like what we like and if it doesn't match anything that we've ever enjoyed looking at in the past i'm not gonna immediately just say oh yeah that's that's my future wife it could develop into that right but immediately my my initial reaction is going to be i'm going to lust over you versus i'm going to be falling in love or or madly in love with you i'm going to have to lust you first and i think that's i feel that that's appropriate because you want the person to physically be attracted to you first because that's all they know and then they can develop into the other things that you have and like oh wow this person's really smart this person's really funny this person is very understanding you don't know all of that until you get to know the person, but your first interaction with someone walking across the street and you see them on the other side of the street, it's, it's visual. It's I'm lusting over that person. Mm-hmm. It's not love at first sight. Mm. Mm. Okay. Um, yeah. 
guys put everything for me. You don't believe in unconditional love. You don't believe in love at first sight. What the hell? <laughs> but you know that honestly, but honestly, that could just be the perspective of like the you know me being single and having a sort of idealized, romanticized version of of love in my head or expectations of love. Um, because you know I'm not in it doing the sort of grunt work with somebody. Like I'm doing it individually on myself, but not necessarily like with a partner. So maybe, I mean, again, over time, maybe my perspective will change, but I'm a romantic. I believe in love at first sight. Like, yeah, like it sounds crazy as hell, but I'm pretty sure like in another life, if I was just like an inch more brave, like I'd go to like another country, meet someone and like come back married. And you you guys would be like, like, girl, you didn't date for like 20 years, but you went away for two weeks and got married. I'd be like, yeah, like I would do, I would do something. Like like go best friend, like go move to another country so that way you come and be a bridesmaid. Like there we go, I'm, I'm here for it. No, low key, see, me and Nicole actually, that is the type of envisioning we have in our head. We're always doing that. We're always romanticizing something, and then Travis is always in the back, like, nah. That's to me. That's, <laughs> to me, so that's the, the. He does it to me all the, the time. He's it's just the like, hopeless romantic in you guys. Yeah. It's the the movie romantic in you guys. Yeah, he tells and, me all the and, time, get out of that movie romance. That, that movie like, romance, it, it's not that it's not real. There are some stories that turn out to be that way. But the, like I said, just human nature and just even from animals perspective, they're, they are going to see something that they want. And that's what they're going to visualize. That's what they're going to lust over. They're not going to immediately say I'm in love with that person because I'm not going to, as much as I love you, mm-hmm. it was lust. I, 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 and that's saying a lot. I saw, I saw I'm a, pleasure. a whole lot cuter I saw now pleasure in the way I that you look. I, I was happy in the way that you look, and I was attracted to the way that you look. But I didn't know nothing about you. Yeah, I was Bitcoin before Bitcoin. All right, my <laughs> stock. You're also like 15 and 16 years old. Like, I feel like that's that's different. Like I don't know. But I feel like be the same to this day right he's, now. He's I, I would say the same thing. Like he's I'm going to be like, wow, you're an attractive woman. You're someone that I would like to um, to know. But he's my, my initial reaction is yeah, going to be, I'm so. going to be yeah. in, in what's in front of me and, and, and appearance wise, that's what I'm going to go off of immediately. And it, there's no one that I, and I say no one that's going to be able to say that, you know, besides people who do it on reality TV shows like Married at First Sight or Arranged Marriages and, and you know, in certain religions that they're immediately saying, oh yes, I'm, I'm in love with that person or I, versus kind of like I was forced to love that person in an arranged marriage you know, and, and develop love out of that. In, in this situation, it's just in our freedom to be able to do what we want. You're going after what you first see, not what you first know. It's not, everyone doesn't have a little a bubble above their head. that said, this is all their likes, their dislikes, how they are, how they yeah, are. Travis, sometimes you're meeting a past soulmate and you're like, Ooh, I recognize you. My spirit recognize you. my energy, recognize you. I, that's love right there. Sometimes yeah. I, but I'm saying sometimes, <laughs> but that that very small percentage of times that it happens, is what some people think is going to happen all the time for them. Oh. And sometimes it's you have to understand that if 99.9% of the time it doesn't happen, what are you going to do for that 0.1% of the time to actually make it happen? If you're yeah. not if you're not doing anything to get that, then you can't expect for it to happen. Mm. Yeah. No, I mean, I mostly agree with you, Travis. I'm just talking shit. I mostly agree with you. But there, <laughs> there is a part of me that really does. 
<laughs> even love at first sight. But any listeners who, you know, have experienced love at first sight and that is like a part of your story and it's like you're, you know, you had a relationship or you're still in a relationship, please write into the uh, IG, DM me on, on Instagram at the Brownstone Pod or the Brownstone Podcast on Instagram. Yeah, because I'd be very curious to like hear how you felt that happened because Travis's whole thing has always been like, okay, yes, you went after that person or you approached that person. Why? Why? Because you found that person attractive. Of course, of course. I mean, I don't think you, you can't fall in love without physical attraction to me. And I mean, Nicole, I've had this conversation many times, which is just like, but wait, let's just give them a chance. I'm like, no. (laughs) Yeah, so like, absolutely. When it comes to that shit like she's just so like really though you don't love at first sight homegirl because i'd be like no nah, give him a chance and you're like absolutely not did you see oh, because i know myself i would know if i loved you i'm looking at you and i don't love you <laughs> <laughs> well i say he can have an amazing personality like there's so much more to people now you're talking <laughs> <laughs> So of course there's so much more to people okay this, I, we have to do an episode on this about um whether like you can i don't know whether like there, there can be no physical attraction to start and it can grow over time or there has to be mutual physical attraction i feel like it can grow travis does not feel that way that's no no no, 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 no i, 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 I I can agree that it can grow into something, but initially it's going to be something but other than said, it's like, something it's to be other than, than an attraction part. Like it, it's going to be more of like, we came together as friends and then I got to know you as a friend. And then as we develop in our friendship, I've realized like, wait, I, I'm kind of feeling her more than I ever thought I did before. Mm-hmm. And now it's developing into a different feeling of like, Hey, I'm loving you as a friend what would be different if I loved you as, as a partner? And then, you know, taking that leap of saying, okay, if I do this in reality, our friendship may never be the same after. Mm -hmm. And that's sometimes the risk that people don't want to take. It's like, Hey, I'm in a good sweet spot right now with this person as a friend and I'm okay staying in the friend zone because I don't want to go and take that leap. Okay. We, okay. This is unrelated to this at all. And I'm making this up so longer than it needs to be, but you think that from zero physical and sexual attraction, it can grow. I believe that from zero, from zero. I do believe that with time, with time. Yeah. I do believe that. I don't believe that. I'm sorry. Yeah. See you. And you're kind of like, yeah, if, there say, if there was nothing, yeah. if there was, He's if I that. never found you attractive and if I never, even over the course of time, if I didn't find any attraction to you, there's no way that I could ever see anything else going past that. Yeah. Because in a relationship, there's going to be, you're going to be intimate. Yeah, you're going see, to be physical I, with each I other. If you don't yeah. feel like see that happening, then. I agree. No. Not that every romantic relationship like entails like sex and, and physical intimacy, but like for me, it's different if like, sometimes I'm like, like I've seen you and I'm like, oh, in this light or, oh, today so-and-so looks really good. And I hadn't really thought that before. Uh, I feel like there, there was already like some sort of initial like attraction there, albeit a small one. But if like there's zero, like I find nothing physically appealing about you. I, I do not think that can grow over us just like 
getting to know each other. Cause I feel like there's been people in my life who have been like so amazing and incredible and I'm not attracted to them like at all and couldn't see myself with them. Yeah. I mean, I see, that's the reason I think. Right. She yeah. says that now and I guarantee. If we never met oh. you, you, I don't feel that you would feel that way. Uh, well, you wouldn't know cause you wouldn't be in the seat right now. So <laughs> I have ugly kids too because we got some cute kids. But oh my god, any other partner she would ask. He he will stay doing that to me. He's like, yeah, 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 and your kids will be ugly. He always (laughs) says, "Not the kids, but the kids." (laughs) I go, I go low. Oh my god, that's so funny. But yeah, but but I'll I'll add a caveat so that people don't think I'm like a horrible human being. Like I don't think physical attraction is the most important thing, but I do think it is a part of it for me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But yeah, I'll end it on that note. And yeah, so on that note, we're gonna head to our only break, and we'll be right back with the student. And we are back from our last and final break. And it is now time for the stoop. And this is where we wrap up what we've discussed and learn from our talk today and share any last words, including some advice. And if you hear banging, that's my niece trying to break into my room. (laughs) What is one piece of advice that you guys can share in regards to keeping love present in long-term relationships? Okay. I feel like we have the same answer, but I'm curious. I'm curious to hear my answer yeah. first. Okay, to see if we agree. I mean, it's it's not just one thing, but it's it's one of those things of having an open communication, open Boom. dialogue with each other. Yes. To understand how you're feeling and understand what the other person can do to make you feel better or what the other person can do to just maybe not do anything at all, but communicating to them and say, Hey, I'm not having a good day. I really don't want to express it to anybody, but the best thing you could do right now is just kind of leave me alone. I have nothing, nothing wrong with what you're trying to Yo, do. That he's expressing himself right now. Cause that's how he is. But that, that's how I am personally. I'm just letting you know. Just, yeah. yeah. Just, and, and that comes from how I grew up and how I, I, in some senses had to raise myself in that sense of understanding, like, I'm sometimes just going to have to learn to cope with this myself and know that I'm not going to have someone to lean on. But yes, when I need you there to lean on, you are there. And I think that's, but you have to communicate to that person that that's what you want. And I'll say in the past, I wasn't very open to that. And it caused problems because Mm -hmm. when she wasn't sure, like she felt like then automatically something was wrong in our relationship because I'm quiet or I'm timid or I'm just wanting to be left alone. I'm short, I'm snippy. And and it's, and it really had nothing to do with her, but all my actions read, I'm pissed off at you instead of just saying, Hey, I'm going through something right now. I'll let you in when I need to let you in. But right now, this is something internally. I just got to process, let it go and move on. Yeah. He wasn't doing that before. So to me, it was like, Oh, ding, ding, ding. We about to fight. Like, I'm just like, okay, so yeah, fight me then. <laughs> um, no, but I, it's true. Communication. Like I, I've always kind of told him that's like, like he said, it's been an issue in our relationship before. So for him, he felt kind of like retreating where for me, it was just like, okay, I, I don't mind if you do that, but you need to let me know. 
that I'm going that to do you're, that. Yeah, that you're going to do that. And like, you just need your space right now because then you're making me feel uncomfortable and I'm not about to be uncomfortable in my environment. So however you need to handle that, that's fine. If you need me, let me know. But you can't just go around like moping or having an attitude because then in turn, you're affecting my peace and my environment. And we're not about to have that. So for us, our biggest thing has been communication and ensuring that good, bad, whatever it is that we are talking it through with each other. Exactly. Communication is key people in all areas, not just in a relationship that you're with. Like same goes with our kids. Like, what are you feeling? What do you like? Kids, friendships, like put you good. Like, yes. In every area. Yeah. That's so real communication. It, Cause it seems like the easiest thing, but it oftentimes is, is the hardest. Oh my God. The hardest. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because again, like it takes a lot of self-awareness, right? Like how can you communicate what you're feeling if you don't understand what you're feeling or you can't identify mm-hmm. you don't know what it is or if you don't know yourself? It's like that weird thing, right? Like you have to know yourself in order to be able to like tell people like, hey, this is what I'm doing and this is why I'm doing it. But like, but still at the same time, be open to like learning a new way of dealing with things, right? Because like only for so long will that, that's just the way I am kind of work until it's like, well, the oh, way yeah. yeah I can take full accountability for that shit I was just like this is just the way that I am and it's just like oh no bitch that's not cute so how about we work on that so (laughs) (laughs) you know what sometimes that's what we gotta tell ourselves like yeah that's not cute we need to work on that and that's what I'm doing therapy right now so (laughs) people is amazing too yeah Yeah. and sometimes that's what we need too right to be able to like get in touch with those feelings because again like emotional sort of like intelligence is super important but again not something that we learn in school a lot of times our environments at home are we're not being like emotionally regulated it's like it's either like nobody talks about their feelings or feelings are just like let out in an explosive manner and both ways are just like not the healthiest at all. So it's super hard when then you get into like your own relationship dynamics and you're like, Oh, how do I do this? And it's usually one of those two ways, right? We either explosively do it when we can't take anymore or we shut down and mm-hmm. you know, I'm the shutdown, but other people are the. Yeah. He was oh, the same. You know? He was like shut down and I'm explosive. So in learning how to communicate, then in turn, it was just like, okay, calm your ass down. And then for him, it was like, speak your ass up, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how gross. <laughs> and I love that for y'all. <laughs> but um, yeah, that will be the end of today's show. Thank you, Puds, for joining me again on the Brownstone. Thank you for having us again. No, of course. You're always welcome back, Travis. You have a open invitation. Yes, he's playing role on this podcast. Yep, exactly. <laughs> you, you want to be my, my co-host? You can be the producer. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I want to thank you all for listening to The Brownstone with Jara Monique. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, 
uh, and anywhere else that you get your pods. You can also follow the show on social media. The at will be in the description box below. And please stay tuned for another episode, you know, whenever I decide to release these. Love y'all. Bye.